Hello, all you hardworking pharmacy professionals. I'm here today to narrate the Test to Protect Saskatchewan Health Authority Rapid Antigen Test Playbook, updated July 2021. This is a 14-page document, so why don't you take a seat, put your feet up, and allow me to read this to you. You're welcome. Rapid Antigen Testing Playbook Overview the goal of rapid antigen testing is to identify individuals who are not experiencing symptoms, asymptomatic, of COVID-19 to prevent them from spreading the COVID-19 virus in the workplace, at home, and in the community. This rapid antigen testing playbook is a best practices guide to help set up an asymptomatic screening program in your organization to test employees, clients, residents, etc. COVID-19 rapid antigen tests are for screening purposes only, are not to be used for diagnosis of acute COVID-19 infection, utilize a nasal swab, are used only on people who do not have symptoms, should be used with other public health measures such as asymptomatic screening, physical distancing, masking, and hand hygiene, do not replace requirements to protect the health and safety of workers, do not ensure that the individuals are free from or will not contract COVID-19. It simply means that at that time, they are not producing COVID-19 antigens that can be detected by the test. Screening eligibility and frequency. To be eligible for this program, individuals must be asymptomatic, have not had any contact with a known positive case of COVID-19, be people who have not had COVID-19 within the previous 90 days. The screening test may pick up results from the previous infection. Individuals with COVID-19 symptoms are not eligible for the program. If a participant has or develops symptoms as shown below, they should immediately self-isolate, contact 811, and arrange for PCR testing. Symptoms of COVID-19. Cough usually dry, fever and chills, fatigue, muscle and body aches, sore throat, headaches, runny nose, diarrhea, nasal congestion, nausea or vomiting, loss of appetite, difficulty feeding for children, shortness of breath, conjunctivitis, dizziness, difficulty breathing, altered sense of taste or smell. Regarding the Test to Protect program, the role of management involves identifying personnel who will support testing in your organization, a site lead, screeners, volunteers, testers, determining how many testers you will require. Each tester can do approximately six tests per hour. Confirm the number of tests required at the site by calculating the number of people to be tested, the capacity of space to support testers as well as those to be tested, ensuring safe distancing practices can be met. The number of tests per week, minimum weekly is recommended as a standard, but testing two to three times per week adds increased protection for those who frequent the workplace or multiple settings in the week. Plan the number of testers and hours required to meet this demand. This can range from one person that will complete all roles, small organization, to having many people to complete the testing. It is all dependent on the demand in your organization. Determine the location you want to set up for testing. The testing schedule should be determined by the organization or by recommendation of the medical health officer. Tests may be scheduled before or after work in school, during scheduled breaks, as part of the workplace routine, or periodically throughout the day. Roles of the testing team. The following roles are examples of the type of team you can build depending on the size of your organization. They are not mandatory roles, they are to help guide your setup. Site lead. This person is responsible for ensuring the screening area is appropriately set up before each shift along with guidance from the setup checklist. See Appendix A. Provides leadership, ensures all components of the program are assessed in advance and trialed, ensures work standard for web form reporting has been reviewed. 
Screeners slash volunteers. Roles and responsibilities. Greet participants as they arrive. Note their attendance at testing. Review COVID screening questions with participants. Manage traffic, social distance, and mask compliance. Point of care user or tester. Training. Training is provided online by SAS Health Authority. Instructions for accessing the online training can be accessed by clicking a link right here. Training takes less than 30 minutes to complete and shows you how to complete the testing process from start to finish, including how to prepare your testing space, appropriate PPE, conduct the test, interpret the test results, action, and report the results. Only those who have completed the training should conduct the test. You may retain a copy of training certificates for all who are providing the test. Any qualified tester in your organization may provide testing to employees. Roles and responsibilities. Identify a person tested and maintain ID continuity through the testing process. Educate those receiving the test as to the steps of the test and the intent to use the test as a screening tool only. Collect the nasal swab sample required to complete the test. Observe and guide individuals who choose to perform the nasal swab collection independently, self-swabbing. Explain how to collect and the action to be taken. Read the test results from the rapid test within 15 minutes for each test obtained. Provide education to those tested as to their results and next steps as per tester training. Enter the testing event data into the SHA-0112 antigen test daily log. This log is used by multiple organizations and only collects the information you require. Confidentiality, personal info and results throughout the testing process must be maintained. Regarding the training or orientation of the testing team. Personnel who have been assigned to provide COVID-19 antigen tests under deregulation status are required to complete the SHA online training program. A certificate of training is provided for those who complete it. The employer or organization must keep a record of all who are certified to test. Qualified testers must self-monitor and screen for symptoms daily for themselves and each person tested. Oh. Qualified testers must self-monitor and screen for symptoms daily for themselves and each person tested. Okay, so that doesn't mean test yourself every day, it means self-monitor. Personnel conducting the tests are required to wear a medical procedural mask, nitrile gloves changed between tests, and protective eyewear. Appropriate cleaning and waste bins are required at each test station to ensure cleaning between tests. A visible name tag with roll should be provided. Testing setup. Site selection. Needs to be a large space to allow social distancing and good flow of people, ideally unidirectional. Tests take roughly 10 minutes to completely administer with a 15 minute wait time for result. Space should include both testing and waiting zone or area. Setup as per Appendix A, there will be signage from the Test Protect communication package. You need to set up your workstation and waste management flow, etc. So we'll get to the appendixes at the end. PPE considerations. All participants are expected to wear a face mask covering over their nose and mouth. Hand hygiene stations must be available. All personnel working in the testing space are required to wear appropriate PPE. A minimum requirement is a three-layer medical procedure mask. Those supporting setup or cleanup are required to wear gloves and eye coverage as well. In addition to the PPE required per personnel, there should also be sanitizer at all stations and in volunteer areas, antiviral wipes or spray and paper towels available for setup, cleanup, and periodic cleaning throughout the day, tissue available at all swabbing stations, garbage disposal at each station as well as exits.
Please refer to the following link for PPE use in test assessment areas, steps to correctly put on PPE and correctly take off PPE. These are some links that are going to take us to YouTube videos for how to don and doff PPE. Pre-screening procedure. Pre-screening must be completed for each participant every time they present for testing. As participants present themselves for screening, they must line up 2 meters apart in front of the pre-screening area. Participants must be wearing a mask covering their nose and mouth. Testing Procedure The Abbott PanBio SARS-CoV-2 or BD Veritor Plus antigen tests are intended for use by trained persons instructed on use of the product. Depending on the supply available and the size of your organization will determine the type of tests you will receive. Testing consists of swab collection, sample preparation, and use of the test device to obtain results. Swab collection. Open the swab provided in the kit, carefully insert the length of the soft portion of one nostril, and swirl around nasal cavity five times, remove, repeat by inserting same swab into other nostril, swirl five times. Insert swab into extraction tube as directed to prepare a sample for testing. Close tube. Prepare and inspect test device and cartridge. Add sample. Process test. Abbott Pan Bio. Set timer for 15 minutes and read result. BD Veritor. Test now. Set timer for 15 minutes. Prepare analyzer for test now mode. Insert test device and follow prompts. Result will display. Walk away. Prepare analyzer for walk away mode. Label test device or cartridge. Insert test device. Result will display once test has completed. I did complete the online training for the pan bio test, so I feel like I have a good grasp on how to use that, but the BD Veritor is a mystery to me, so I don't know if that's going to be relevant to us. There's a flowchart here. Result reading and sharing. Handling COVID-19 antigen test results. It talks about what to do if you have a positive result, a negative result, or an invalid result where the control is not showing up properly. And they've got a toolkit here. There's links um, to all these different communication scripts about how to discuss with your participant or patient or whatever is probably more likely a coworker or a family member how to approach the conversation regarding a positive test, negative test, whatever. Result reporting and notification. Data collection. For each testing location, employers are asked to report all COVID tests recorded on the SHA-0112 antigen test daily log. There's a link to that here, and it's literally just a spreadsheet that they've made. It just says staff, clients, negative, inconclusive, positive, presumptive, and then presumptive, positive, second sample taken for PCR testing, not relevant to most pharmacy sites, or referred to 811 test site for PCR swab. And uh, it looks like as you enter things in here, it keeps a tally of staff, clients, uh, negatives, positives, etc. Here to submit your test results using the community web form, and there's a link to that here. So this is an online tool for submitting your results, and there's a work standard here that walks us through the steps, but I don't think we're quite ready to deal with that yet. 
edit, I think we are ready for it. Now that I've read all this stuff, I feel like I understand it better. It seems like we just have to keep track of the results from the day in the spreadsheet. And then at the end of the day or the end of the week, it says to update them in the web-based platform, which is a reporting form used to report the results to Sask Health Authority. Within this document, there are links to both of those things. So you will need to access this document to get to those. There's a small section regarding pay and benefits. I am gonna skip it because I don't think it's relevant to us unless we were SHA employees, but most of us are not. And those of us that are, are probably not the ones performing the tests. Waste disposal. The manufacturer does not require biohazard waste disposal for the testing waste. While this means you can throw the testing waste in your standard garbage receptacle, if you have a biohazard waste disposal process, we would encourage you to use that. Confidentiality is key as tests cannot be disposed of with any personal info on them. Third-party testing. If you are not able to secure resources to conduct the testing in your organization, please indicate as such on your intake form. Several third-party vendors have been identified and are currently being engaged to provide testing for those facilities or organizations that do not have the capacity to do so. Third-party vendors will be matched to these organizations on a priority basis focused on high-risk and high-need populations first. Coordination with the third-party contractor is available for high-risk populations through, and there's an email address here, antigen testing intake at saskhealthauthority.ca. Self-swabbing procedure. If an employee is uncomfortable with another employee taking their nasal swab, the trained employee can oversee the other employee taking their own nasal swab. The employee is provided a kit upon entry to the screening area. The employee self-administers a nasal swab following the procedure below. The trained employee is present to answer questions and support if needed. So to self-swab themselves, the employee must sanitize their hands, lower their mask to expose their nose, open the package and take out the swab, don't touch the fabric end of the swab, Put the swab in each nostril one at a time, insert two centimeters or one inch, roll the swab five times slowly around the inside of the nostril, remove swab, repeat five times in the other nostril. Make sure swab stays in the nostril five to seven seconds. Put fabric end of swab in bottom of extraction tube and place in the holder. The screening supervisor will take over the process at this point. Dispose of trash in provided waste receptacle, replace mask over nose and mouth, sanitize hands once more using provided hand sanitizer. There's a section specific to SHA employees, so I'm going to scroll past that. Oh cool, we've reached Appendix A. The first thing here is a photo of how they recommend setting up your workstation. It says it's not mandatory to have your setup exactly like this, but what I can see on here is a infographic about the symptoms of COVID-19. I assume this is a screening station. There appear to be sanitizer wipes, a laptop, masks, and hand sanitizer. Oh, and here's a checklist. It says pre-screening area. Setup checklist. Tape for marking where participants can line up space two meters apart. Table for pre-screen station. Chair for each person at the station. Laptop and laptop charger, extension cords. Laminate sign listing COVID-19 symptoms. Laminated sign directing participants who have not yet registered to the screening area. Small table for hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer, box of masks for individuals who do not have or request a new mask away from reach of person. Oh yeah, because you don't want them just grabbing them out of there, you want to hand them out. Okay, so that is our pre-screening area. 
Next up, we have a testing area setup checklist. And what I'm seeing here, I see masks, Kleenexes, hand sanitizer, sanitizing wipes. I see a cup with pens, sticky notes, and tape. And then on the other side, it looks like they have all of the supplies necessary for the Abbott PanBio rapid antigen tests. Let's go through our checklist. It says, we recommend the area is semi-private, so participants cannot easily hear or be viewed by others. We need a chair for each person at the station, two meters apart, hand sand, waste bin for trash from kit, tissues and masks, gloves, Virox wipes or spray for cleaning, tissue box, tape to table, fine tip Sharpie markers to mark the test kits, box of test kits, lid and side flaps removed, table to hold tests as they sit for 15 minutes, timing equipment, watch, clock, etc., sanitized properly throughout the day, laptop for web form entry, box of sticky notes for marking identifiers to each test, box of sharpies for marking personal identifiers to each test, box of tape in case sticky note has trouble adhering, <laughs> antigen test, <laughs> so, oh my goodness, Antigen test, daily log, and pen, communications toolkit including scripts for sharing a positive or negative result, and public health referral form reporting tool. And the next step here is to set up our area where we talk to people about the result of their rapid antigen test. They call it informing area setup checklist. It is recommended that these are private because of the importance of confidentiality and compassion involved in the counseling and reporting part of the process. Our checklist includes copies of the patient's negative or positive results handout. I believe there is in the communication toolkit a handout to give the patient when you have the discussion. Computer or mobile device to enter the web form daily. Examples of a screening site layout. So entrance it looks like they're trying to have it so that there's unidirectional i said that weird unidirectional flow you like go one way and you don't double back at all so it goes screening area testing area info area with a waiting area kind of like parallel whatever i don't need to describe this you understand it's very obvious Regarding cleanup of the screening areas, at the end of each shift, complete the following activities. Ensure all contaminated waste is disposed of, either in a biohazard bag or bin if available, or in the general waste. Identify any items that need to be replaced or replenished, PPE and other supplies. Clean and disinfect tables and chairs after every use. If the screening site will be left without supervision, ensure that all results and computers are safely stored to ensure privacy and confidentiality. Clean the work area according to routine practices between each client. Storage and stability. The test kit should be stored at a temperature between 2 and 30 degrees Celsius. Do not freeze the kit or its components. Note, when stored in a fridge, all kit components must be brought to room temperature for a minimum of 30 minutes before performing the test. Don't open the pouch while the components are coming to room temp. I don't know why we would put them in the fridge. It seems like extra work that does not need to be done. The buffer bottle may be opened and resealed for each test. The buffer cap should be firmly sealed between each use. The buffer is stable until expiration date if kept at 2 to 30 degrees Celsius. Perform the test immediately after removing the test device from the foil pouch. Do not use the test kit beyond its expiration date. Regarding supplies, to reorder additional supplies, complete the antigen testing supply request form and send it to antigen testing intake at saskhealthauthority.ca. 
At times, supply volumes may fluctuate. Orders will be fulfilled based on priority. The test kits are free of charge, but other costs required to administer the program are the responsibility of your organization. So that means everything else, the building, the PPE, the wages of the staff, etc. We're on to Appendix B, and this is just some reference documents. Third-party standard operating procedures. Let's click on that and see what it is. There's a procedure for the BD Veritor antigen test. I don't think that's going to be relevant to pharmacies, so I don't think I'll read this unless it becomes relevant later on. There's a 12-page document here called Laboratory Medicine Clinical Procedure for the Abbott PanBio COVID-19 Antigen Test. I would compare this to like a product monograph. It seems like it has lots of background information about the test and the reagents and the safety precautions. Talks about how, to, how you spread COVID-19 and PPE to protect yourself against it. And then it has information about how to use the tests, but you're going to need to take the training through SHA anyways, so I'm not going to go over all that. I'm not the one that teaches you to use the kit. It's pretty simple, though, once you get signed up and, and get sent the link and all that jazz. Okay, cool. So that takes care of that. And then um, there's another link here. This takes me to the Sask Health Authority website. Beautiful. So this website, I've been scrolling through it and it has all documents related to the Test Protect program. Honestly, I have started and restarted my Test Protect podcast series three times. This is my third time because the amount of information surrounding it is huge and I didn't realize that when I started out to do this. You know, if I find something in here that I feel like we haven't covered, then maybe I'll record another episode of the podcast. But for this moment in time, I think that uh, what we've covered thus far in the episode here is plenty good, and I'm going to sign off. I'll talk to you again later.